0: i wake, I, Y, I'm trying to, sorry, I'm getting huh. tongue twisted. I, Y, K, Y, K. Welcome to the Teen Life Podcast, where we believe that teenagers are not a problem to be solved, but we're here to help you equip teenagers through the power of connection. And I am Carly Duke, and I am so excited to be here with Chris Rubey today. Hey, guys. So as we... Continue through the month of August. It's school time, mm-hmm. and so we've talked about school in some of our other podcast episodes. But today, we really want to focus in on going back to that connection and communication. What does communication with the school look like in school staff? People,
1: this can be complicated depending on your previous relationship with school staff and um, your assumptions about their motives. And uh, but this is super crucial,
0: right? And so we work. Routine life with a lot of school staff, especially school counselors, administration, teachers. And one thing, especially if you're a parent listening to this, one thing we see over and over and over again is your school staff is just there to help. Mm -hmm. They want to help. And so if you kind of come at it from a different perspective of not, they're out to get my kid or they don't know my kid, or they're just trying to get them in trouble, that is, we have found that is not the case. They're wanting to help, and they're trying to do their best. They often are very overwhelmed, mm-hmm. especially in the last eighteen months. They've been overworked, but all they're trying to do is help your kids succeed.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the helpful things is I've worked with, with school staff over the last dozen years or so is to step back and get a get a glimpse of what what they actually have to do and what they have to manage every year. And mm-hmm. so one of the one of the reasons I am enamored with public schools, especially is they don't get to choose who comes through their doors. It's, mm. the, it's the kids who are within that particular zip code or um, boundary line. And every August, they get a classroom full of kids or um, you know, a caseload if they're a counselor or whatever that looks like of kids that they didn't choose and they have to kind of make it work, right? And so group dynamics are all, already kind of complicated, but when you throw all these kids in together from different backgrounds, uh, different levels of trauma, uh, different learning styles and educational levels, all of that. And you gotta make all of that work and you don't really get paid a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it is a labor of love. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's a reason that these very smart people are choosing to go the route of education because that's, it's something that they love and are passionate about. So I say all that to say, um, that has always allowed me to be a little bit more compassionate when maybe something's not going my kid's way. Mm -hmm. And knowing that they, you know, there's always bad apples for any profession, but for the most part that that teacher is trying, trying their best.
0: Right. So to kind of get into what are some ways that we can best communicate both ways Mm -hmm. from the school to parents and from parents to the school. But let's start with parents communicating with the school. One thing I think is just starting with that assumption that the school staff is for your kid. Mm -hmm. If you start with that assumption, it's going to change the way you hear their feedback mm-hmm. compared to if you come in with the assumption of my kid is always right and the school staff person doesn't know what they're talking about. You're going to view this conversation through a different lens.
1: There's a there's a term out there about about your priors <laughs> about uh, being aware of your own biases coming into a relationship with a teenager or sorry, sorry with a teacher. Mm-hmm if you as a kid maybe had bad experiences with teachers or a bad experience at school, just make sure, you know, or you're aware of your own priors on that. That that might not be the specific case for this school or your kid. Mm. Um, it doesn't always happen the same way over and over and over again. So like Carly said, if you're going in with a negative attitude or the assumption that they're out to get your kid, they're probably out to get your kid. Yeah. (laughs) And you're not going to really get anywhere. Um, but in a previous episode, uh, we had an author talk to teenagers about those negative thoughts and paying attention to those. And we can do the same as, as, as parents.
0: Totally. Another thing is ask how you can support them or be helpful mm-hmm. outside of school hours. So maybe is there something that you can donate to their classroom or their office that would help them be better for mm-hmm. students? Drop off a sonic drink or a coffee. Um, little things like that to make that a relationship and less of just them telling you things that are your teenager is struggling with, but make that a relationship pick. If your teenager talks about this one teacher all the time that they really enjoy and really love, Just take. you don't have to do this for every teacher, but take the extra step and let them know that you appreciate them and you appreciate them pouring into your teenager. And that can go a long way for your relationship with school staff.
1: I think this is a good spot to pause and um, talk about something Teen Life did last year with a celebrated counselor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spent a lot of time uh, doing the exact same thing Carly talked about, uh, providing a sonic drink or a book or a, a Starbucks gift card, um, just even a, a, a handwritten note to our counseling staff that we work with. We work with counselors all over the area. We, I think we serve 76 different counselors. Mm-hmm not all just through Teen Life but volunteers that we enlisted to do that and we just got so much great feedback on how important this was for that counselor and so you can do that as a parent to any one of the teachers or counselors on your school on on your school campus with your kid we're also just as a plug Teen Life is doing that same thing this fall this fall and so if you want to really bless and celebrate a counselor send us an email and we'll we'll get you connected with counselors that have reached out to us
0: Yeah, I'll add this link in the show notes too, but if you go to teenlife.ngo slash celebrate, you can find a link there, Mm -hmm. um, a form to fill out if you would like to help celebrate a counselor with us. But speaking of school staff, let's talk from the perspective of school staff and what they can do to best communicate. And the thing that came to mind for me first on this was communicate outside of just negative stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I know that, as I'm saying this, a teacher or counselor is probably like, do you know how many parents that I would have to interact with? And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you have to interact with them every day, but if parents only hear from you when their student is in trouble, that is not a good relationship. Mm -hmm. And so what can you do? Maybe it's just an email blast that goes out to everyone. It doesn't have to be individual. That's just, here's some awesome things I saw in my class today. Here are some things that we're learning about that I'm excited about. Ask your teen about it. Mm-hmm. And so doing some things like that, that help build that relationship where it's not just, they associate me with the negative can really help your relationship and help that communication.
1: I also think too, that kind of the same thing we talk to our parents about, about assumptions as, as a, as a, as a two-way street with counselors and with teachers. Cause I do know when I talk to school staff, there's a, always a low level frustration with parents mm-hmm. <laughs> of their frequency of communication of sometimes having to say the same thing 15 times to get the result that you want. Um, as a, as an organization that works with volunteers, we get that. I mean, what, what it all points back to is there is so much noise for all of us and parents are not immune to that. They're getting a thousand emails from everyone all the time, especially the more kids that they have and the more they have going on. And so Sometimes things get missed, and I think it's easy to assume that parents just don't care, and I don't believe that's necessarily the case. Just having that compassion to know that parents generally do want to keep up, but being patient if they don't respond right away or maybe in the way that you would want them to.
0: Right, so as you go into the school year, we hope that your communication is clear and it's positive and that you can just really help the school staff and the parents kick off a great school year. Hey, friends, let's take a minute to just talk about three easy ways that you can support the Teen Life Podcast. So the first one is to listen and subscribe. And congrats, you've already done half of that because you're listening to me right now. So if you haven't subscribed to the Teen Life Podcast, go in your favorite app and subscribe right now so you never miss an episode. The second is to share it with friends. This is easy. If you hear a topic that you think they would love or you just know another adult who loves teenagers, send this on. Pass on the link, share it on social media. We love it when you invite your friends to be part of this with us. And then finally, review us in your favorite app. We obviously love the positive reviews, but we're here for anything. So take a minute to share, to review, and obviously subscribe so you never miss another conversation. For the trend this week, Chris, I wanna talk about some acronyms. Okay. Now, have you seen, recently I saw this Geico commercial and it's about too, It's sorry, it's this commercial about too many acronyms. Okay. And I will link it, you need to go watch it. It's funny that basically they speak in acronyms the whole time. <laughs> and as I was watching that, I was like, man, there are acronyms that teenagers use all the time that I don't know what it means or I have to Google what are these letters? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought this would be helpful for our audience to figure out. Here are some acronyms that are popular with our teenagers. Okay. So the first one, hopefully you know this, Chris. CEO.
1: CEO. I know that one. Uh, Chief Executive Officer. Yes. So
0: that one's being one. used right now, which is so funny by teenagers by everyone. But that's kind of when you're the best at something. So I'm the CEO of TikTok. I'm the best at TikTok. Okay, gotcha. Would be so that's one that people might seem to be like, is that what they're using that for? And it is, it means what you think it does, but they're using it in a different context. It's a
1: really funny usage of that. I know. <laughs> As a CEO, <laughs> I would not say I'm the best at CEO.
0: <laughs> what about 143?
1: Oh man, I have no clue.
0: So that's, I love you. So if you think I, one, love has four letters, uh-huh. you has three letters. So sometimes you'll see that short code if they're telling someone I love you or boyfriend, girlfriends back and forth, they'll use 143.
1: I have never seen that.
0: I saw that just this week.
1: That's very, what? that's very handy. Yeah. I'm gonna send that to my wife. Just short code. See, see if she, uh, see if she, she picks up like, on what? It.
0: <laughs> Look Lydia, at the numbers. Lydia's gonna have no idea what you're talking about. What about, um, AF? I know that. <laughs> Do we need to get the bleep? Out? Yeah. The blade button
1: <laughs> that we talked about a few weeks ago needs to come back out. I've still not seen it yet. Carly. I feel like we're gonna need to keep bringing these.
0: Yikes. Uh, yeah. So. AF is how they would say that, but that is as F, the F word, Mm -hmm. which I don't, I don't know. Teenagers still use this. It's an easier way to get that point across without saying the F word, Mm -hmm. I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, But I still see that one quite a bit. What about DM?
1: That's direct message, right? Yes. Okay.
0: So it'll be direct message on social media. So like on Instagram, you can DM someone. You might hear slide into the DMs Mm -hmm. as a way that someone is messaging you one-on-one.
1: Or DMs are open. Yes. I see that on Twitter sometimes.
0: There you go. Mm-hmm, Perfect. Mm-hmm. What about HMU?
1: I have, I might have to, yeah, you'll have to tell me.
0: So that one's hit me up.
1: That's oh, right. Hit me up. Okay. Yeah. That's what, that's what I was thinking. I wasn't confident enough to answer
0: that. Yeah. So hit me up. I see that one on social media a lot too. If you want, if you're wanting someone to reach out to you or sometimes they'll on Instagram post their post in their stories and say, hit me up. Meaning go and like it, comment on it. All of that stuff. Gotcha. What about. I-Y-K-Y-K.
1: <laughs> I-Y-K-Y-K. You know, I feel like I've seen this and had no clue what it meant.
0: So this means if you know, you know. Oh. And you probably have seen this quite okay. a bit. This one's used quite a bit. So that's almost like someone would put out a picture with no context and just say, I I'm trying to, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting tongue twisted. Duh. I-Y-K-Y-K. If you know, you know. So meaning like, I'm not getting context to you. If you know what this is, then you know what's going on in this picture.
1: Huh? That seems kind of like exclusive.
0: Yeah, it does. So almost inside jokey kind of, okay. What about, so this one I've seen M I O or M I H O.
1: M M as in
0: my, did I say it wrong? I M O.
1: I right. M O in my opinion. Yes. So okay. in my okay. opinion
0: and my honest opinion and my humble opinion, you kind of see different versions mm-hmm. of that. So people might put that before something like, in my opinion, and then they give their opinion. Okay. Um, FYP.
1: I have seen this. I have no idea.
0: Come on, Chris. You are the TikTok guy now.
1: Carly, I've kind of, (laughs) I've kind of slid off. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) And I'll, I'll get back on, I just, but I have, I've seen the hashtag. Yes. So
0: FYP is for you page. So on TikTok, you have the for you page and that's just the endless scrolling. That you do; those aren't people you're following, but it's just the page that the algorithm of TikTok populates. Oh, so it's called the For You page. So you'll people you'll see people post FYP. Gotcha. For You page. Um, What about LMK?
1: Says something to do with laughter.
0: Actually, no. So that one's let me know.
1: Let me know. Boy, I was way off.
0: I oh, know. So sorry. <laughs> and then this one I've seen more recently: TL, and then it's a semicolon. DR.
1: Yes, I have seen that. Have you seen this one? Yes, I have seen that, but I have have not. I
0: had to look this one up because I saw it the other day, and I was like, I have no idea what that means. And it's too long, didn't read, (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) which just makes me laugh because people are like, (laughs) I don't know, it's even too long to type out too long, didn't read. So they have to short code that makes me laugh. But is that for
1: like posting like an article or something like that or? An
0: article, sometimes you'll see it in response to like text. If someone sends a really long text, it might be like too long, didn't read. Um, they might comment it on someone's post if their Instagram post is really long or another social media post is long. So, okay, that's a newer one. And then this one has been around for a really long time goat. Like, if you're the goat at something, we talked about Simone Biles. Yeah. She's the goat of gymnastics. But Gra- do you know? greatest
1: of all time. Yes. Greatest yeah. of all uh-huh. time.
0: So, that's one that, that's been around for a long time, but I didn't know if our audience actually knew that that stands for something. It I like the emoji just, too. I like yes, the goat it's emoji. It's not just the goat. Have you, did you see? And the Olympic Simone Biles, if you put her name in, or if you hashtagged her name, a goat gymnast came up.
1: No, I didn't see that.
0: (laughs) Hilarious.
1: That's awesome.
0: So those are the acronyms that I have for today. So if you, just a reminder, Google is your friend. If you see some letters and you have no idea what it means, either on social media or in your text messages with students, look it up. I think we talked about in a previous episode, LOL means laugh out loud, not lots of love. Mm -hmm. And so make sure you actually know what these acronyms are so you're not using AF in an appropriate context. Right. For our tip today, I saw recently an Instagram post. It actually might be old now that I'm looking at it because I saved it a while ago, but it was about social anxiety. And for teenagers, what you might think is rudeness might actually be social anxiety. Okay. And so I thought that was fascinating. Just this thought that our teenagers, many of our teenagers have social anxiety Mm -hmm. and they don't know what to do with that. And so if they don't, they might use behaviors that other adults would say is rudeness. And so some of these things that I just wanted to point out so our audience knows, these might be signs to dig deeper and kind of see what's Hmm. going on with a teenager instead of just correcting. And so this image and I'll link this says teens with anxiety don't mean to be rude when they, when the first one is frequently use their phones. Hmm. So if you're thinking about a teen who has social anxiety, they're going to be on their phone because they're uncomfortable mm-hmm. and they don't want to be standing there by themselves, or maybe they're not sure who they're going to talk to. So it's easier to be on their phone and kind of disconnect.
1: Gosh, I would say this is a, this bleeds all over the place. If you walk into mm-hmm. a room where, especially it's a lot of new people, the phones are out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a a soother.
0: Yeah, totally. Another one is leave early from an event. Okay. So if they have social anxiety, you might see them leaving early and being like, where are you going? Mm -hmm. That's rude. But if they're anxious about that situation, that might be their way to get out of it and just, I just need to leave. Hmm. And so being able to respect that. Um, another one is declining phone calls, which I totally do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If I don't have to take a phone call. There's something about a phone call compared to a text. And I think especially for our teenagers and younger generations, that there's anxiety behind a phone call of you have to respond right then, where a text, you can read it and take your time and respond in a way that you want to, or you could even ask someone, how should I respond? And so declining phone calls might be a way that they're telling you, I have some social anxiety and I'm not sure how to respond to that.
1: Uh, I was trying to find a way to bring up all the decline calls.
0: Oh yeah, sorry Chris. Text only. Yes. From Carly.
1: <laughs> I know now. I took a podcast to figure this out, but
0: yes, I know now why. Another one is interrupting conversations. So, kind of just similar with all these other ones. If you're interrupting, or the last one with withdrawing in, in conversations. Mm-hmm. So, you have these teenagers who have social anxiety, and a lot of times adults push them eye contact, get off your phone. You have to be at this time and you have to stay for this long be engaged, all these things when those are actually symptoms that they're not just disconnected or rude, but there's anxiety there and that's how they cope with it.
1: Yeah. The uh, the increased social interaction via digital means, such whether or not it's just texting or social media, it's uh, it kind of puts teens out of practice on what it means to have mm-hmm. face-to-face interaction. And so as we talked about Uh, quite a bit on this particular uh, podcast about that, that empathy of kind of seeing things from someone else's point of view, you know, we talked about school staff earlier and and parents having the empathy for a teenager that maybe they haven't had the right amount of practice when it comes to making eye contact or um, communicating with someone with the phone in the pocket, or if they're in an anxious situation, not to just go for the easiest move and to bail. And I, and I, I think you, you hit it on the nose that we as adults, if we can approach it uh, in a shame-free manner, but with empathy that, man, these kids just don't have the practice at this. We we could probably get a whole lot farther with our adolescence of having an empathetic response and, and taking it a baby step at a time of here instead of, hey, next time you're in an anxious situation, let's try to leave our phone in our pocket and that's it. Even if you don't have to, even if you don't say anything, that's fine. But at least keep the phone in the pocket where you're not immediately going for it. And you, and then they'll notice how quickly they want to go for the phone, right? Or take that call next time, or um, stay engaged, or use that eye contact, whatever that small thing is to work with the, the, the adolescent in your life. Um, I think it has to start with empathy.
0: Totally. And I think also starting with a safe place. Mm-hmm. So, hey, let's start this at a dinner table we're Mm -hmm. all going to put our phones up at the dinner table and let's start in a place where they feel safe and then hopefully that will bleed over into other areas too where they don't feel as safe but Mm -hmm. if you can work on that and name it and not just say you got to get off your phone i'm tired of that but say hey sometimes i pull my phone out when i'm uncomfortable let's all try together Mm -hmm. to put that up today and see what happens
1: right, that's a wrap on this one. Thank you so much for listening. A special thanks to Carly Duke and to Kelly Fan for producing this podcast. Also to Luke Cabrera for our awesome podcast music. If you wanna know more about Luke and his music, check out his contact info in the description. Well, this podcast is for the helpers and we really hope you feel helped. If there's something we haven't talked about or a topic that you're really interested in, Email us at podcast at teenlife.ngo, and we will do our best to get to that topic. We will see you next week.